Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, we are finishing up our look at Journey to the West-inspired movies with, appropriately enough, a movie named Journey to the West, <laughs> Conquering the Demons from 2013, and directed by Stephen Chow. It's kind of funny, this kind of ended up turning into kind of a Stephen Chow primer, I guess. Yeah, that's, I think, a good way to describe it. It's interesting, even though this title is like the most thematically on point to Journey to the West, this movie probably (laughs) takes more liberties than anything else in our little segment here, like with the original material. I really like what they did with it, though. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, in in some ways, I I felt watching this i've seen it i saw it when it came out but watching it for the podcast and after we went through a chinese odyssey i kind of felt like in some ways it's like a remake thematically of uh cinderella you got kind of like this struggle with the buddhist and with loss and with love and there's this tragic Mm -hmm. romance i thought um that it kind of called back to that and i mean we get more than just thematic callbacks in this movie so yeah, yeah, right. There are some. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember uh, when this movie was in production. That's you know, Stephen Chow hadn't been extremely like forthcoming in interviews, but the information that was out there was that he was essentially going to be remaking a Chinese Odyssey in some in some way. Um, I mean, didn't you say that the a Chinese Odyssey was called Journey to the West? Right, in right. Yeah, China, in, in Chinese, it was called Journey to the West. So yeah, it's in, it's. Um, but I have to imagine. I mean, I know I was really surprised by what the movie actually was, and I uh, <laughs> I have to believe that was probably true for, for Chinese audiences too. But it, it makes sense. That it's hard to imagine Stephen Chow just wanting to kind of like note for note, you know, repeat something that he was involved with, you know, so many years yeah. earlier. Right. And when it comes to Journey to the West, we always get to see the Monkey King, and we always get to see kind of these goofy characters. But um, you don't really get to get a focus on... Tang Zhang, you know, the the, the main Buddhist the main monk character. that's yeah. taking this journey because he's kind of this straight man in the middle of all this mayhem. And uh, I think it's really refreshing that this film takes a look at him and his growth as a human being and how he has to kind of make a sacrifice to uh, start this journey. You know, he doesn't have, outside of his faith, outside of, you know, his belief in spreading the good word of buddhism he doesn't have any superpowers or anything like that right and it, it really displays that well i mean yeah he's got some kind of like natural hair product like oh, power yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> hairdo in this movie is i don't know i'm gonna say iconic it's like uh, <laughs> you just need kind of one one frame of him and that's sort of all you need and especially it's i think really funny because uh, like you're saying, Carlos, this is a character that you ultimately associate with being, you know, kind of your typical shaved head Buddhist monk. So the mm-hmm. idea that for the bulk of this movie, he's got this giant almost kind of fro is really 
Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, it, it's that sort of humor that's there before anyone kind of opens their, opens their mouth. And I think that's something that, uh, it's definitely a hallmark of Stephen Chow's directing, I yeah. think you could say. And it's, it was, it was fun for me rewatching this too. Cause I've got to say when it first came out, I probably couldn't contain some of my disappointment for the fact that Stephen Chow wasn't playing any part in the film. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is really the first movie that he wrote and directed that he was not starring in. And as of today, he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't been in any films since uh, CJ7, which was mm-hmm. his uh, the film he wrote and directed prior to this and uh, after Kung Fu Hustle. Um but I mean that being said, I think there's I think there's a there's a great cast in this film. Um mm-hmm. I still <laughs> I still miss like Stephen Chow in front of the camera, I've got to <laughs> say. But um yeah, I uh I, I, I thought you the movie can really held up. A hundred percent feel him behind the camera though. Oh yeah, like, big time. This is this is a Stephen Chow movie, make no mistake of it. From like the first May not the first frame because the first scene I like had to check to make sure I was watching the right movie because <laughs> I was like, "What? Are you sure this is Dragon of the West?" <laughs> but I'd say from about five minutes in, you can tell, okay, this is a Stephen Chow movie. And there's a couple of bits throughout it where I was like, "That is the most Stephen Chow character I've ever seen." Yeah, I would totally. say I definitely say that as a director, he's very good at putting himself into the acting as a director you get right. you can definitely see like his personality coming across almost like a woody allen kind of thing where sure in so many yeah. woody allen films where he's not starring it's almost like there's been some kind of osmosis and the lead mm. actor kind of takes on his rhythms and everything and you definitely see that with the our lead here uh wen jang who's he's he's great i mean oh, very man. very fresh-faced so dude um and it's I, I would call this movie like a double weed. So it's he and the incredible Shu Chi, who Western viewers probably are most familiar with her from The Transporter. She's the woman mm-hmm. who's kidnapped, that kind of the MacGuffin of that movie. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, giant star in, in China and Hong Kong. And uh, if you've ever seen Jackie Chan's uh, Gorgeous, she's uh, right. She's a female lead. And there, um, but, what was yeah, the other one I remember? Here. A Man Called Hero. She's in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's got a, yeah, actually, that's a pretty fun movie yeah. From around like the was it late nineties, early two thousands. You imbues in that too. Oh, dude, totally. And mm-hmm. she's so game for this role. Um, she's probably known as one of the most, you know, beautiful stars in Asia. And in <laughs> this film, it's that's not really exploited. Um mm-hmm. and it seems like she really kind of relishes that. Yeah, she plays kind of a rough and tumble demon hunter. Yeah. And I suppose continuing our tradition of kind of surprising but mostly empowered women from like these chinese odyssey films and i think one of my favorite dynamics of this movie is that you have like the the female lead is pursuing the male lead and being rebuffed the entire movie and it's it's not really what you're used to seeing um Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think you can mine a lot uh, more humor out of that yeah she's pretty clumsy about it too which is (laughs) pretty fun to see Mm. And I was I was thinking watching the movie. Obviously, the first thing I thought is the Wen Zong, eh, Wen Zong, right? I believe Wen Zhang, right? Wen Zhang, yeah. okay. Wen Zhang. You can never. I feel like 
it's tough because people... Romanized, Romanized Chinese, I feel like, could well, go and also people way have like a Aziz. people have Mandarin names and they have Cantonese that's names. That's true, too. And it's, you know, because it's like Shu Chi, that's her Mandarin name. I, I can't remember yeah. what it is in Cantonese, but um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So Wen Jiang, I feel like he's kind of playing the, like if, if this movie was from... 20 years ago, that was the character that Stephen Chow would play. Yeah, totally. But you can definitely see a lot of Stephen Chow in the Shu Chi character as well. Like she, oh, totally. Has, she has a lot of kind of mannerisms that I could totally see Stephen Chow doing. So it's kind of cool to see. Like you said, it's like a dual lead between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also this kind of humor that uh, you encounter a lot in Stephen's movies, even the older films where. Uh, and some of it is maybe just kind of like a culture clash watching as a Westerner. But a lot of times characters intentions aren't like first and foremost. It, you need to kind of spend a little bit of time with the character and realize kind of what they're really, really about. And I think that was true in the Chinese Odyssey films and uh, mm. definitely, definitely true here. I mean, I think what for me, part part of what works about Miss Duan, you know, like pursuing him the whole movie is that you don't really realize that that's kind of what she's about at first. Cause she's so confident mm-hmm. and so tough. And then when she finally kind of shows her hand, it's like, Oh, she's actually been trying to kind of get close to this guy. And she like fancies him or whatever from the drop. But the other thing I would say about her is there isn't like an analog in journey to the West for her character, but I would say that she kind of represents Guan Yin in some ways Whereas mm. Guan Yin is the character that ends up giving Tenzing the the ring that, that uh, he uses to subdue the Monkey King. And she, Guan Yin also is the character that I mentioned before shows up to save like the, the main party. And even though her motivation is very different from Guan Yin, I would right. say that she ends up doing a lot of those similar things in the film. No, I like that. The other, mm-hmm. the other I think, I guess maybe the biggest takeaway of what's really unique about this film is the fantastic creatures are depicted as really frightening, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, literal yeah. demons, including Sun Wukong, which is, yeah. um, in some ways I've got to say it was kind of satisfying in this arc because we've been talking <laughs> a little bit about each of his appearances. It's like, God, he's such a little kind of mm-hmm. rascal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And doesn't yeah, he really kind of goes get between being playful a playful rascal and being just a really kind of a horrible monster. Yeah. Like, like in Havoc in Heaven at the end, he's literally maniacally laughing as heaven's burning behind him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yet so, yeah, here so he's depicted kind of as a straight up monster. And yeah, the most monkey, like monkified, uh, monkeyified version. Yeah. That's, I would say. Yeah. He like turns into King Kong at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like thumbing uh, his chest. That's Which so I guess cool. that's another that's another thing to bring up is that this movie has a lot of CGI, but the Lots CGI is not yeah. not terrible. Like it's not amazing, but it's definitely not terrible. I yeah. would say that within our podcast like episodes, this movie has the best uh, CG. I mean, better like, than Enderon. <laughs> <laughs> there Wait. are some great Enderon shots. I mean, I think when you have the like thousand chitis, like that stuff looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it does. <laughs> maybe it looks. It looks. It doesn't look good, but it yeah. looks great. You yeah. know, right? I know I mean, exactly I think, what you mean. <laughs> what's cool here, and I feel the same way about Kung Fu Hustle, is like tonally, it's so madcap and funny that it's like. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not, I don't yeah. have any kind of, I don't eject in any way because mm. the, with kind of the poor CG, even though, I mean, by Hollywood standards, it isn't, you know, it isn't quite at that level. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, the sequences are, the CG heavy sequences are all really clever. And again, the tone is usually so funny that I think it kind of, it still holds, it still holds together, at least for me, I think still kind of held together. Yeah, for me, I think, um, you know, when it comes to like big creatures and like big overdone CG in Hollywood, you won't get stuff where they just hold on a CG model for yeah, a while. In a close-up, <laughs> like a yeah, stare they, down, which They do that here. in this film a couple of times. And when you're, mm-hmm. you just get a shot like that, you kind of really can see how it, it doesn't really hold up but yeah. otherwise like in the middle of action and like kind of like that final sequence you mentioned like it just looks so cool and what they're doing with the narrative like the story with buddha and the monkey king like you're just kind of like whoa this this rules like i was like mm-hmm. yeah let's go and for me i guess you know when we talk about that a little later in depth because that's the end of the film um <laughs> there's a there's a video game that came out um, just before this movie, like a year before or two years, called Asura's Wrath. And there's a lot of Buddhist oh, imagery. Yeah, it's it's a really cool game. I liked it a lot. It's by It was published by Capcom, but it was developed by a company called CyberConnect2. And oh, okay. um, there's a straight up, like, very, like, similar shot that they use in Asura's Wrath that they do, like, that final sequence with the Buddha's hand in this movie and it's very very similar like even to oh, the wow. point where you you know you've got monkey king bearing down pressing his legs into the ground and then defending against buddha's hand and it has this atmospheric entry effect mm-hmm. and this quick zoom out to just show the scale of buddha's hand like that seems amazing yeah, yeah. they do that, that exactly so cool. the same in the game and it came out oh, like cool. a year before so it's like really cool to see that like how even maybe a video game can influence a big film like this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like, I'm sure I can find that scene online mm-hmm. and oh, that'd be, share that'd it. Be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, that shot when you get into the finer and finer layers of the palm, yeah. it's, it's not what yeah. you're expecting to see it's, at all. And I think that's part of what I would say. There's like a charm to the CG. And some of that is because you're seeing these images that you would never see in the West. So the fact that the quality might not not be that close in some moments. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you've never seen a giant Buddha peering down on planet from, Earth from yeah. above. It's like, like that's yeah. not going to happen in like a like an American movie. Yeah. I mean, I'd love I'd love to see something like that, but mm-hmm. and um, it's also something that is just like in all these decades of like Hong Kong cinema and Asian cinema, you know, they're able to finally visualize yeah. this celestial being like like that and you know, you see this immense power coming down and how no one can really, you know, compare to to Buddha. It's really cool. I love that. Yeah, totally. I think you were, this might have been before we were rolling, but Carlos, I think you were saying that this is like maybe easier to follow than than some of our last movies. Um, I mean, especially after uh, Chinese Odyssey (laughs) Part 2, like you've got all these different things going on. And I think, you know, it's a very much more streamlined a narrative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also this is this is a movie that did that played pretty well internationally. I mean, I mean a fair amount of money for uh, you know, for a Chinese film at this at this point in time. Was it 2016, I think? Is that when it came out? 
Uh, this one came out 2013. 2013. Like oh, 2013. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm of, I think I'm thinking of The Mermaid. Um, yeah, so The Mermaid came out in 2016. And actually, yeah, it shares a lot of the cast. You know, Stephen Chow likes to use uh, familiar faces in his films, and you see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, what's cool is it's like I would say this... Um, there is like a lot of clarity in the plotting of this film and it's really built around just a handful of like really key set pieces and each of them are pretty memorable. I mean, actually, I think if you've seen the trailer for the film, you probably get a taste of, I want to say each of the kind of major set pieces of the Mm -hmm. movie. Did just curious, like, is there standing back from it a little bit? Would you guys say you had like a favorite sequence? Like, I mean, if you're going to ask me, it's going to be Song Wukong letting loose <laughs> at mm-hmm. the end. Like, it's it's really cool to see his attitude towards his uh, the demon hunters that are attacking him. And, oh, uh, man, yeah. you know, just hit the power. And actually, you know, like they visualize him as a little dude, you know, like. And um, so earlier in the movie, I'm sorry, we're jumping around. I guess whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah jump, um, jump like a monkey. Sure. Miss <laughs> Duan has like this kind of rogue troop of uh like demon hunter killers <laughs> that she kind of <laughs> they uses are the best, to man. Yeah, they're all yeah. really good. But there's a little kid in that group and <laughs> that same kid plays the monkey king in the final sequence. So Oh really? Oh dang, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. The same I didn't kid. know that. So it's kind of cool to see that um I I don't know. I I always think it's awesome when little kids are just amazing kung fu like actors like it's so cool to see and steven gets like great kid performances like Mm -hmm. um the the little girl that opens the movie i mean yeah i I think your investment in the film totally hinges on her performance Mm -hmm. and yeah it's really yeah i I don't know i think the opening is really really strong um i mean it's only i think we could it's only two or three minutes before we get you know that really unavoidable you know big fish cg and stuff um i think if you weren't really plugged into this this like human person and you didn't feel like it was just kind of jokey from the start i don't yeah i don't think it would quite work i think this might be a good time to plug in the back of the vhs yeah i was about to say why don't we take a look at the very beginning of this movie but first let's take a look at the back of the vhs twinkle twinkle demon kin Shin Swan Zong will cleanse your sin. Miss Duan will make you cry. Watch her ring soar through the sky. Now on Buddha's chosen quest, you shall journey to the West. Armed with the 300 nursery rhymes, Buddha's pupil Chin Swan Zong sets forth to subdue demons that plague the common man. Failing yet unfaltered, he meets a formidable demon hunter named Duan that challenges his belief in himself and the path he has chosen. One by one, they encounter dangerous demons that could simultaneously end their quest and start a whole new journey. Written and directed by Stephen Chow, this is the origin of the legend reborn. Witness, journey to the West, conquering the demons. So yeah, the very beginning of this movie, this is what I was saying before, where when I first watched it, I wasn't 100% if I was watching the right movie, because <laughs> sure. the very first thing that happens is we zoom in on this little like fishing village, and this is a really cool set. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can tell they built this set, just too. for the, the movie, and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's massive. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the kind of thing like uh, like you wish it would be on like the Universal Lot Tour mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a huge wooden fishing village that's built 
like on the river between two mountainsides. It's very mm-hmm. beautiful. And the water yeah. has this really nice aqua green tint to it. Yeah, like it doesn't look like this super beautiful, pristine water. It looks like the water would be at like a little fishing village, you know, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not too crazy. And you see these yeah. water wheels and all kinds of like wooden contraptions that are just kind of eye-catching initially, but mm-hmm. they sort of each end up, like yeah, he really takes advantage of, of the set like in the, you know, in this first first chunk of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the movie kind of um, has these big set piece benchmarks that carry you through the film. And they're totally, they're totally like placed around each of the demons that... Uh, Xuan Zhang encounters in yeah. the film. Yeah, the very first thing that we see is this little girl who's just kind of sitting next to the water playing, and her dad is saying that there's like, you know, a big demon in the water. And I hate to to do this, but the dad is kind of asking for what's about to happen. Like, <laughs> no, he dude, tells the little girl not to fair, get in the man. water. And then he dives in the water to play around with the little girl. And then he, of course, immediately gets attacked by the demon. Yeah, there is some kind of instant karma because it's it's not just that he's playing with her. He's trying to scare her. As, yeah. It's it's one of those kind of jerkier dad moves of it's like, oh, you thought it was the demon. But then he sees that she's crying and he's trying to cheer her up. And it's kind of the sweet moment. And this mm-hmm. little actress, she's amazing. I mean, she's, she is. She's definitely really crying and plays this like transition from crying to kind of silly laughing. It, it's mm-hmm. just... It's really it's really touching to watch and you know it's it's shot in this it's shot in this way where she's not part of a of a wider kind of coverage shot so who knows what Steven was doing to kind of get these emotions yeah. out of her but <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, nice. you know kind of similar to like uh, the character of Danny in Shining or something um, yeah Kubrick supposedly I imagine... didn't have him really involved in some of the dark imagery that's in the movie yeah but, so I'd say I imagine Stephen Chow is probably a little better around kids than I imagine Stanley Kubrick was. But <laughs> that's I don't, probably I mean, I don't little, know. Probably I don't know. Maybe bar. <laughs> I could I could also just as easily see Stanley Kubrick liking kids more than he liked grownups. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, I could see that. I definitely uh, feel like he probably liked pets more than humans. It just yes. strikes me that. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> yeah. No. Here, here. But yeah, so this dude is, and I think Carlson, you know, you're saying like they're. Some real kind of like Spielbergy Jaws vibes. Oh um, yeah, with how they depict this and and I and yeah, I think they walk kind of a nice line. It's clearly like sort of an homage to that. I mean, that's not something anyone will ever be able to avoid in a movie ever. <laughs> it's like a it's yeah. a Jaws reference if you're worrying about some kind of underwater you know underwater right. creature. But yeah, I, I really like the score here. Like Raymond Wong doesn't exactly do like a Jaws pastiche, but we're in the same kind of world. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a legally distinct version of the Jaws <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's got its own personality to it with the kind which of is good sense because, of Jaws. Which is good because it's, it's a serious scene. You know, it's this dad is getting dragged around by a demon underwater and... Yeah. It's you know it's supposed to be played straight, so and yeah, know, when the, when the, the demon gets him, it's bloody, and I think this yeah. is also really key. Like, I think you know Stephen obviously has a great grasp of you know cinematic storytelling, and also for an international audience. So it's like we're connected to this little girl. That's kind of our way into the movie emotionally, but then we're introduced pretty early on to like a lot of blood and terror. So we kind of know what we're in for it also helps to kind of set the stage for the humor it's um reminds me a little bit of like the opening of kung fu hustle maybe one of my favorite openings of 
anything. Like shows mm-hmm. just so much terror from the Axe Gang, and that kind of hangs over the film. So that then when you're kind of introduced to just how like wonderfully silly and funny everything is, like you're always worried that there's this threat that could, you know, this axe that could kind of come down on you. Yeah. And in this opening sequence, you, uh, a lot, I mean, a lot of villagers die here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this, um, this other demon hunter comes into town. Uh, um, yeah, he's some kind of like Taoist priest charlatan sort of. Yeah. Um, and I like yeah, when he's other... chanting, it's like, it's. It's, it's, it's just not it's just subtitled, nonsense. so it helps Westerners <laughs> know. It's like, yeah, this is kind of gobbledygook. Yeah. She just reminds me, so my, my wife's cousin was married uh, at a ceremony last year in, in Italy, and... Uh, they had a Hindu ceremony and then kind of like a, a Western traditional wedding. And the Hindu priest that they got was um, anyway, someone who apparently had studied in India, but had been living in Italy. And oh, yeah, some of the guests were a little bit questioning <laughs> this guy because instead of uh, kind of knowing the shlokas and the mantras of the service, uh-huh. it was sometimes a little too close to this Taoist priest. <laughs> no uh, way. Gob- yeah, gobbledygook. So that was definitely, no. um, wow. yeah, I think he, he got quite a few comment cards from you know, no <laughs> my Indian family. Uh, yeah. That dude made he... his way to the West from India <laughs> to, yeah. to Italy. <laughs> he definitely did. Wow. <laughs> he went in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, this this uh charlatan's a good word. Uh this other demon hunter guy comes in. He like throws basically a depth charge in the lake <laughs> yeah. and and gets a big stingray and says the stingray's the demon, but then our our hero comes in and says no, it's not and he kind of gets shouted down and and all the people start diving in the water. And this is this is the part that made me think of Jaws the most because like I feel like Jaws even has like a gag where you think a person's getting attacked by the shark. But yeah, then, and it's sort of this yeah. punk kid person. that's like just teasing. Yeah, yeah. What I love though is before they all dive into the water, they they act like I mean they're seemingly really grateful to this Taoist monk, and then he says, "No, the water is perfectly safe," and he looks <laughs> out at these faces of these villager dudes and wordlessly they just have this awesome take where they're like you think so and he kind of pressures them um, yeah and he eventually just kicks a guy in (laughs) kicks them in and it's like they're finally finally in there but Mm -hmm. um uh and what's great is yeah our our hero's actually like strung up at this this point Mm -hmm. Um, yeah he said the the charlatan says that he wants them to burn him yeah so sanzong gets strung up and and of course, is he's the only one that sees the 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 demon coming in, and, uh, and then all kind of all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And this whole this whole sequence is incredible. Like the the little girl gets eaten. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, and, and at first you're thinking like, okay, maybe cut the belly of the fish. I don't know. Can you <laughs> yeah. get her out? I was not and her, expecting that. And it's her a mother very bold as well. Um, yeah, and her mom her mom dives in after and, and also gets eaten. 
I was yeah. definitely not because that's and, and that's great because that really does raise the stakes because mm-hmm. yeah for sure because then the very next thing you see is a person's baby is like in a little crib thing and and is about to slide to the monster it's like oh my god are they gonna kill a baby too and this is a great <laughs> sequence because yeah you really you're Steven's so so great at this because he knows the the potential of the opening of a movie because our brains are a little more malleable. We're like, oh, I thought it was this kind of movie because of the poster, but now I don't know. Maybe they'll <laughs> kill a baby. Oh my gosh! So he's really able to kind of like exploit your attention and the and the suspense of the sequence. And we talked about how cool this set is and some of these planks that walk that kind of walk across the yes. water they become these like seesaw teeter-totters yeah. um yeah and, this set yeah. piece is oh, amazing because they're like teeter-tottering back and forth to like to try to get this baby he keeps sliding around but eventually they're able to get the they're able to get the monster onto one end of the seesaw um they're able to save the baby <laughs> they don't kill the baby yeah yeah um but they're able to get the monster onto the end of the seesaw, and so they keep jumping on the other end, but there's just not enough weight, and there's this great bit of, like, all of the men in the village all, like, taking turns jumping onto it. And then... And they're doing these great, is... like, wushu flips, like, onto the other Yeah, end. yeah. Yeah, yeah totally I really are. like the shot of the two groups of men kind of knocking <laughs> like into, each other, into in each other yeah. mid-air. Yeah. It's so absurd, but it, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and, and then, then <laughs> this leads to the most, like, the most Stephen Chowy thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if, you, if you ask someone, too. if you ask someone, what's Stephen Chow's sense of humor? It's this. Cause yeah, this definitely just, like the modern, the modern Stephen Chow, the yeah. CG eras. Yeah, it's this. So you very briefly, the uh, the camera's in this kind of slow motion shot. You very briefly see this incredibly ill, frail looking dude <laughs> who's yeah. so, so thin. Like you're really concerned. Like That's what sells it for me. <laughs> um, yeah. But then- but then you realize, like, no, you're not paying attention to him because there's this, like, <laughs> there'd been this, like, rumbling, you know, Jurassic Park T-Rex sound <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. And it's this lady. Does she have curlers in her hair? I feel like she has curlers. She doesn't have hair. curlers. Like pigtails Maybe, or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you're pigtails. getting a cross-pollination cross with the country hustle. Oh, yeah, totally with the <laughs> landlady. But she has this giant, they're not even trying to cover it up, this giant fat suit. Um <laughs> Which I think that's part of why it's funny is it's like not totally integrated. Yeah. Um, and she's just like thundering along. Yeah. And she just launches onto the other. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. And then the monster flies out and smashes the charlatan through the yeah. through the dock. And there's like this Looney Tunes like cut out of where his body. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, that's right. Divine so, punishment. Yeah. So yeah. now that the. Uh, this giant fish is is on land. It transforms to its original form, which was this man. Um, yeah, who is a man of no words, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. So doesn't... what happens here is um, Chen Xuanzang. He he says, "I'll I'll take care of it," and uh, like all the villagers are kind of grouped around him, and he lays out this uh, sheet with all of his like demon hunter tools, and you're expecting some kind of you know exorcism or something yeah what he ends up doing is just singing him a nursery rhyme so you see he has like (laughs) a special book with like 300 nursery rhymes yeah and he has like this kind of interesting like gourd music instrument the thing that i was really surprised at is that the melody of this nursery rhyme is like the ending theme from a chinese 
uh, Odyssey Part 2, which is oh, really yeah, you're right. cool to hear as a callback. Yeah. And actually, the intro of the film, there's a musical cue that's the intro musical cue from uh, Cinderella as well. Yeah, it's such a beautiful piece. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. There, oh, oh, there's also hey, a shot. Oh, there's <laughs> also a shot I want to call out, like almost like a Edgar Wrighty, Wes Andersony shot, where when he's setting up to prepare his method for the oh, demon, yeah. there's this like looking straight down shot as he's and it's kind of cutting really yeah, fast. Yeah, cutting as, as like he's laying putting out stuff out down. Details. It's yeah. yeah, it's really yeah, that's very really Edgar cool. Wrighty. Yeah, I see um, it. Yeah, and before he's able to. Like I guess I I don't know heal him or something I don't know yeah and it that's... doesn't seem to be very effective yeah, it seems to just be annoying him <laughs> yeah and possibly annoying the audience and the villagers yeah. and everyone which is great and the 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 naked former fish man starts starts beating up uh, Tang Zhang yeah. and then that's when we get introduced to Duan who. She comes in, beats the guy up, throws over like this big bag thing and like covers him up and he pops into this little ball and becomes yeah. like a little stuffed animal kind yeah, of thing. It's like a cute little charm of what he was. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool contraption and a great introduction to a character. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, like her hand basically comes from out of frame. We don't know who she is and she's just walloping this this dude. And then, so yeah, I don't know. It's I love it. It's like you just have this mist great sense of mystery but you can tell she's extremely competent she's mm-hmm. a tough cookie yeah. yeah yeah and um she addresses uh chen here and she asks oh what's your deal and he's like i'm a demon hunter too and then he shows her the uh nursery <laughs> the yeah. and she gets a really good kick out of that she kind of mocks him and she displays her uh magic rings so yeah. she kind of has yeah. a ring on her wrist that she can either duplicate or grow in size. And she kind of does a little parlor trick with them in front of him. And, and it's cool. Kinda... Like in, in the context of our arc, we're definitely like we spot those rings right away and we're like, oh, that's that feels very <laughs> Sun Wukong-ish. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, very cool. <laughs> then, yeah, this is also kind of he says his name, which is Chen Zhuangzang. And actually in Journey to the West, the monk, his name is Tang Zhang. But he's based off an actual historical uh, Buddhist monk, and his name is Zhuangzang. So this man actually made, like, I think it was like a 19-year journey to India. And he was kind of documenting everything, like nature and politics and religion, stuff like that. So it became really popular uh, in that time. I forget how this is like 600th century or 7th yeah. century, 7th century, I mean. And uh, those documents in turn would inspire the, the fictional story. The yeah. yeah. So it's kind of cool to see that addressed yeah. in here. Yeah, yes. that's that's so cool. So, uh, yeah, like we're saying, it's movies mostly built out of these really striking set pieces. And we have mm-hmm. a couple of brief interludes where we see like our heroes, <laughs> Sifu, who's this kind of crazy guy who's uh, who taught him what he knows about basically this peaceful redemption method but yeah anyways our next really big sequence is 
Oh man, God, yeah. this is maybe yeah. one of my favorites of the film. Yeah, you want to set us really up here, cool Matthew? This yeah, is, yeah. This is so great. Um, we see this couple going into a restaurant. The uh, or they they try to go to a restaurant. They think that it's empty at first, and the the wife is saying, "Let's not hold back anymore." You need to calm down, Blossom. I can't. I love looking at your gorgeous face. Stop looking. You're terrible. Which is funny because the husband's <laughs> kind of. Like, you can tell he personally has makeup to make him not look He has, like, weird great. hair sticking out of different angles. He has these weird, like, sideburns, but they're, like, really thin. But they, yeah. like, they're, they're long hairs, but they're really thin on his face. It's weird. And yeah. he's a Stephen Chow uh, regular as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. somebody you see in, uh, <laughs> uh, in Kung Fu Hustle. And I think Shaolin Soccer also. Yeah, he's in both. Uh, in Shaolin Soccer, he, he's, like, one of the dudes that's at her that girl's food stand, and they have, like, a... Michael yeah, Jackson like yeah. dance sequence. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, it was really good. But they go in to, to eat and they meet kind of the I guess the cook of the restaurant, who he's this guy wearing all white and he has like a really greasy, shiny face. Yeah, which is it's really like porcelain skin or something. Yeah, totally. I, I he doesn't I figured, speak. Yeah, they're kind of going for this kind of doll look for him. Yeah. And he at first it, it kind of treats it like he's, you know, an actual cook talking about how he makes this delicious pork. And then he does like a, a total like invasion of the body snatchers kind of yeah. scream. But it well, sounds like a like a pig squeal. Yeah. The woman's like asking him to say something and he like opens his mouth and then his jaw just keeps getting lower and lower and lower. Yeah. And the CG uh, in this shot, I think, is really effective and yeah, that's the I thing it's supposed the, to be unsettling so yeah it yeah works. yeah and a lot of the you know quicker shots like uh duan throwing the tarp over a demon and and mm-hmm. bagging him up and this kind of scream like those kind of hold up a lot better than yeah the longer stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah good good point yeah. and then it's so yeah then everything starts to turn to like a really horrific uh really horrific scene and we they had pointed out these candelabras they were entering which had like like nine or ten red candles and now the wax has burned down and it's clear that it was like almost like a garden hoe or a rake yeah. Or, or yeah which of course since we've been yeah. watching these things i saw the rake and me like oh pigsy where's pigsy yeah. is he gonna be yeah. in like oh pigsy the, oh no pigsy's bad pigsy's evil, evil. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah, they're they're definitely demons. <laughs> um, so this whenever Sun Zong comes in, and this is honestly this is one of my favorite little bits of the movie because it lets you know that Sun Zong yeah. really does have like some kind of you know supernatural powers more than we saw in the in the last little bit. Yeah, totally. He walks in and like the restaurant actually looks busy here, and as he's looking around. He sees the candles, but then it cuts to him and cuts back and he sees that it's just the rake. He sees like these pork, like these big pigs that are on a rotisserie, but then it cuts back and it, it, you could see that it's like humans being cooked. Oh, super man, creepy. And I love he looks down and sees people eating and then it cuts to his face and then cuts back and they're all just dead. Lay yeah, on, they're slain. On the... Actually, I got a lot of Shining vibes. In oh, this. yeah. Oh, sure. I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. Yeah. And in Journey to the West, uh, it's usually not him, but it's usually Monkey that when they encounter a demon, it's usually an illusion. And Monkey realizes that and he'll start to attack somebody. But um, 
Tseng Zhang will like kind of, or Tang Zhang would kind of scold him, but it's like, no, this is a demon. So you kind of get that represented here. Yeah. Now this, and he, you know, he sees through it. He kind of calls it out and he says like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a demon hunter. Like, you know, reveal yourself. And he's not going to be all violent, but then Duan comes in and she just starts beating up everyone. <laughs> Though I think he does throw the first yeah. like iconic yeah, that's punch, true. which so this uh, this hostess <laughs> when you punch her, her face completely indents, like it's made out of like it's like a rubber toy or something. Yeah, and not only that, but you hear the squeak like yeah, as squeak. if it's a it's rubber toy perfect. too. So it's something you like don't even expect. It takes this uh, act of violence and makes it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And it really helps to kind of like, I guess, support you in your fright because this is it's been a terrifying like two or three minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like we we're saying in the beginning, it seems like anything can happen. You know, children yeah. can be killed and stuff. And this sequence, I think, just takes you like all the way into kind of like laugh out loud town. Yeah. <laughs> Super good. Um, yeah. And yeah, Shu Chi is so great <laughs> oh, yeah. in this scene, man. We get to see the rings in action. Uh, oh, yeah. She gets to fling the rings, like duplicating them constantly, throwing them at people, turning them into like a like a chain so she can block the rake. Ah, it's it's a really cool, it's a really cool sequence. Yeah, this is definitely a scene that you would see in a lot of the trailers when they were promoting the film. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's, yeah, especially like the yeah the rubber face squeaky mm -hmm. squeaky punching um yeah. and and then this but yeah the way this this sequence ends because it seems like sh she's got this all taken care of but finally she has like uh the pigsy demon character trapped and she finally calls out f for help <laughs> but what she really needs uh is the demon soul to be sucked <laughs> sucked out of him yeah which <laughs> means like a mouth-to-mouth -mouth kiss yeah and actually, a this lot of the shots here dude. where she's holding him, they have a practical effect kind of pick. Yeah. Head. Yeah, they do. I think it looks really Which cool. looks really good, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and this um, is, yeah, he really plays this in like a Stephen Chow way. Yeah, he's like, like are you for real? Do I have to do this? He, yeah. He's, he's like, isn't there some other way? Like, can't we figure this out? And it keeps yeah. cutting to uh, <laughs> Pigsy's face looking all disgusting and slimy <laughs> yeah and finally she just kind of i think shoves shoves yeah. them together yeah and he ends up uh sucking it out and this is a really it's yeah kind of a a great little concept here because then his face turns all blue and green we can see that he's like infected with the demon mm -hmm. and then you know miss duan just walks up to him and then she kisses the demon right out of him and it's like i don't know it's it's like a great little beat and she plays it so uh caval you know so yeah. cavalierly hmm. yeah very cool but uh once they bag him up uh pigsy actually escapes and they have to make a break for it yeah he he's able to break out of the bag and wherever duan sees that she's like we gotta run and they run and there's a it, it's kind of abrupt because it immediately cuts to them right outside of the, the restaurant and it's all falling apart behind them and we see the pigsy is like this big boar kind of thing now instead of yeah. uh, instead of just being a, a, a gross pig monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they kind of make their escape to the shoreline. And then this is a great little like character character sequence where she kind of 
disrobes without like without any hesitation and mm. he's clearly looking really shocked and she's like can you apply pressure here and the camera is like you know shooting it in kind of a modest way but it's mm. like she's probably yeah she's asking him to yeah. apply and, crazy and like pressure. remember she she says like are you okay you're injured he's like what oh your nose is bleeding <laughs> yeah. his, his nose, nose is, is like There's... profusely bleeding <laughs> which i don't think i've ever seen in a live action film i was about to say i've only seen ever seen that in anime so it's kind of yeah. cool to see it <laughs> also since that comes up i think that in this movie like the hair is so anime but still realistic Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Totally. Like no, kind of, it kind of reminds like, me of some live-action Japanese movies that I've seen. But I would say it's more tastefully done in this, where it looks yeah, like, yeah. even sure. though it looks like kind of exaggerated, it looks more realistic. Yeah. Like when yeah. you it's not see like a wig or something. Yeah. Or rather, you, it might be a wig, but it doesn't look as much like a wig. Like it looks right. like your hair could right. actually do that. Yeah, I love his hair. Yeah, it's great, totally and I like. Yeah, there's a um, lot of great hair in this movie. Yeah, Sung Wukong's hair at the end of the film, I think that looks really cool too. Oh yeah, super like, super cool. At the like the epilogue, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that the sequence kind of ends where she she's sort of leaning her face forward and closing her eyes and he do- has no idea what that means and she explains <laughs> to him it's like if a girl like closes her eyes yeah. in front of you like she's she wants you to kiss her and he just like runs away terrified um and we've got to remember it's like this dude is trying to live like an upright buddhist celibate life um yeah and so by this point we kind of have most of the driving elements of the movie yeah which is like we're going to be hunting demons miss duan is in love with uh zuanzang and Mm. he but he's committed to this kind of uh pious you know, monk life. Yeah. And yeah, then we have, you know, a handful of like really memorable set pieces and each set piece is pretty, pretty distinct in terms of like, you know, location and mm-hmm. yeah. what's, what's going on. Yeah, And after he, uh... every, um, after every encounter, he kind of has this kind of, uh, breakdown with his master and his master ends up telling him the history behind these demons that he's encountering. So you kind of get a little story lesson about that. And he also uh, will reassure Xuan Zhang with his faith. You know, he's kind of losing confidence because he's kind of powerless in these situations. And um, he always tells him to commit himself to the 300 nursery rhymes book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next bit, it will, we'll go through it real fast, but yeah, he, uh, there's a whole sequence where uh, Dwan has like this little band of ruffians, I guess, that she's trying yeah. to like trick him into being with her, but it's actually on and they her have side this kind of steampunk or like wood punk like a uh, carriage wagon that thing. They, yeah, yeah, that thing's really cool. Really cool. And that yeah, this feels band, like something this, out of a JRPG. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and this band of uh, this gang is really great, and has that that child that we called out earlier, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then another character who is like a prominent uh, villager, villager in Kung Fu Hustle had the the rings, and that's the uh, Hungar rings. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, uh, Chiu Chi Ling, and we actually first met him in Snake in the Eagle's Shadow. He had a great mustache and that black yeah. hair. He oh wow he tried to br- break the bricks. Remember to impress. Um, oh wow, yeah, yeah. The, way and back. then it's like find out that his like hand is actually super bruised, and he's yeah, he's great <laughs> in this. Um, and then also we have a uh, Chrissy Chow is like awesome in this band. And what's cool is it looks like it looks like they've captured these other prisoners, and 
who they think are demon hunters and they're kind of killing them left and right, like right in front of him. And Miss Duan is one of the prisoners and it's this elaborate, <laughs> scary sequence. And they're basically forcing them like, cause she pretends that they're husband and wife to try to get out of it seemingly. And they're like, yeah. okay, well then do it right here. And she's <laughs> like, do it. <laughs> and she's kind of, anyways, it's this elaborate sequence and they're killing people around them and there's these geysers of blood coming mm. um shooting out of these victims and it turns out in the end it's all a ruse that like yeah. Miss Duan has, has put on and these are like these are her homies and yeah homegirl and it's funny because it's they're doing they're basically just doing the things that the actual film crew were doing like yeah. with like blood geysers and you know fake <laughs> the best thing is stuff. this character who had the blood pump um oh man he's it, it basically never shuts off yeah and he, he has these like more philosophical introspective yeah um he goes on these tears and but it's like the blood keeps but the blood just out. keeps it's spewing crazy. out of him and <laughs> yeah uh, so it's the serious um yeah exposition from him but at the same time there's blood spraying everywhere so it's absurd <laughs> yeah it's oh, really, that's great dude kind of really looks great. like my brother too <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy! And there's another great little sequence that's very Stephen Charles. It reminds me of a a kind of mistaken intention sequence in King of Comedy, which we'll hopefully get to at some point. But Miss mm-hmm. um, Duan is kind of talking to. I think they they sort of set it up as though that uh, Chrissy Chow's character is like her sister or something, or at least she refers to her as her sister. And yeah. she's like, "Oh, I don't really know how to be like feminine and like woo the guys." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I know how to do it." And it's like I have this spell where it's like whatever I whatever I say or do, like you're forced to do it basically. Yeah, so there's this tra- funny like <laughs> set of talismans that are like yeah. a little paper cut out of a guy. Mm-hmm. So as right. long as two people are uh have those attached, one person can control the other one. Yeah. But it immediately and- falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. of this blood spurting dude yeah um, so Xuan Zhang is like Chrissy yeah he needs to pee so he's like gonna try and pee while he's incarcerated and um yeah. Chrissy Chow like she's trying to be sexy but that dude with the blood spurting shows up so all of her actions and all of her words meant kind of are mirrored to her yelling at him for peeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, you got to plug that up or I'm like pulling it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all like double, good. double entendre yeah. and stuff. But then and once then, she, yeah it's, yeah, it's great because then as she leaves, like that paper talisman flies off her and lands on, uh, Xuanzang and, and now she's ready for, you know, like sexy woo woo time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when these like hulking guards have come in. And so he, yeah. Yeah, Schwanzing uh, just starts yeah, doing like a sexy great. like belly dance kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that turns into a whole thing. But um it's interrupted because um yeah. they have like an alarm system set up, which is how he got trapped in the first place. And then you see that Pigsy is prowling the area. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and they're like, Oh crap, we gotta get going. So they hop in their vehicle and they have like this air powered system where <laughs> one guy blows up a balloon and then the other guys they hit it with a with hammer. hammer. And then, yeah, it's super exaggerated and very cartoony. So they make chase and um, it looks like they're getting away. But then he kind of cuts them off and smashes head into the uh, yeah. the vehicle. Yeah. And Mr. Duan sort of like frees uh, Chuan Zhang like yeah. just before the impact. And yeah. She's yeah like, she kind of saves him from the, or something from like the accident. Yeah. 
And yet he keeps he keeps having these turns where it's sort of like, oh, I think he really does care for her, but then he kind of reverts to his like sort of monkish position. Yeah. And then we meet this kind of rogues gallery of of demon hunters. <laughs> yeah, uh, these guys are these guys are <laughs> It's great. pretty great because the first thing we see is uh, we see the, the the boar and then we see this big tiger coming in. And that's a really cool cut because you see the tiger and the camera pans and the tiger goes behind a tree. And then whenever it comes out the other side of the tree, it's a guy in like a tiger yeah. pose. Which and he's in the cast list. He's referred to as Fist of the North Star. It was <laughs> so really yeah i don't know yeah how i saw that, that translates but it's really cool because he his whole thing is he has different animal styles yeah. and they'll yeah. represent so does, like, that with like this yeah, yeah this giant animal aura uh, looks really cool and he's played by Zing Yu, who he also would show up in kung fu hustle and yeah. um i've seen him in a lot of really good hong kong films i think yeah. for me the best suplex on film for me is in the Donnie Yen film Flashpoint and he's the guy that receives that suplex it's super <laughs> super good but also he's he's really good in Kung Fu Hustle as well yeah he's like a breakout action star kind of yeah guy. for sure yeah. for sure and then we meet another demon hunter who is like this old man with long white hair but his right leg is like this shrunken thing like from the super knee. weird <laughs> it looks like very strange and this is a character like for whatever reason i wish this was sam hung i mean i think the actor <laughs> is great but like i just could see oh I yeah could see sam being so so oh, great yeah. in this totally see um, that totally and he's, he's called the almighty foot Her yeah is a pretty good name and then we, we also really see, see oh, oh this, guy, this guy's prince my important. favorite name prince and he's important. amazing god that's such a good name <laughs> and i think yeah it's like a translation thing because there's this confusion with his name because he has these ladies that are throwing flower petals on him but they're a little bit maybe past their prime they're kind of like these older <laughs> past, right. ladies nice. and like there's a lot of like joking around that he's like these were the only women I could find and hire and they're like they're sassing back to him all the time and they're like you're not important just impotent <laughs> listen you can't just make random accusations like that look look can't you read this word See, it says impotent. No, wait, no, it's important. And it's like this two-minute confusing back and forth. It's great. And his acting is so good. His comedic timing and his expressions, like, and his, like, natural delivery, like, in the middle of these situations (laughs) is super good. Um, He kind of plays this trope that I've seen kind of more in Japanese stuff where there's, like, a, a young, handsome man, kind of feudal era, but he's also very sickly i think i I don't know i don't know what that where that trope originates i don't know he looks he looks very pale we should have a clip of some of the the uh, actual original audio because he like he makes these cool sounds when he keeps correcting himself that's like and i do think that the the english dub for this movie is good it's not bad yeah, but it's good. I do think it loses some of those deliveries and mm-hmm. some of like yeah. the kind of um, context in the actors' deliveries. Yeah, but and it's, it's still it's a, an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting film, like the international cut, because um, there are mi- there's mixing of Cantonese and Mandarin uh, in different parts of the movie, which is really kind of oh kind of okay. cool. And I think in different markets, it would have just been all Mandarin or all. Cantonese but so basically this scene kind of has a climax where 
Xuanzang is calling them all out, saying, hey, you guys are all hunters and you're all skilled. You should work together. What happens then is Duan kind of calls him out. She shows up and he's like, I just want my nursery rhymes back. So she's like, oh, what, this? And then she's kind of fed up with him at this point and she tears it apart and kind of starts wailing on him. So Mm -hmm. it's like this kind of tense turning point for their relationship. And then he so goes he can yeah he runs own. off so yeah his his sifu had told him about where to find the monkey king which is basically on top of this like five finger mountain or something yeah. like that which yeah. also I wrote down the first mention of the monkey king is forty four minutes into the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I like that uh, <laughs> uh, they make you earn it man. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. He gets he gets to the top of this mountain, and his master had told him like, at the foot of Five Fingers Mountain, look for an old temple, and there you can find a statue of Buddha, thirteen thousand feet high and twenty five hundred feet wide, and the Monkey King is there. Really, it's that easy? But what's actually at the top of the mountain is kind of a rickety, small little shack. But there is this basin of water, and there's something. I think it's something like reflecting pool or something like that. Yeah. So he sits and he's like meditating, looking out on the cliff, looking out on the water. And this is an amazing idea. Um, Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, because the the inscription on the bowl is actually written upside down. So you can only read it through the reflection in the water. So that's like this almost like this video game clue yeah, for him. Right. Kind of yeah, feels like so a when, puzzle or something. Yeah. yeah. He looks so out what he to sees the, when he's looking out on the water is that yeah. if you view it sideways and the water being kind of like a dividing line, the reflection of this outcropping of rock, the complete picture is this like sideways praying Buddha basically. Yeah. And anyways, it's really cool. So he kind of goes over to that side of the shore and there he finds this kind of like verdant, little like garden among the rock mm-hmm. and yeah i was getting this, these kind of very indiana jones vibes from this little oh, short sure. sequence because they have the kind of map with the red dot yeah line, yeah and then they yeah. have this very kind of puzzle like sequence They're digging in the wrong place yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but dude so like there's this little like kind of magnolia looking flower sorry a lotus it's um, a lotus yes yeah what am i thinking <laughs> <laughs> and he goes down it falls down into this cave and we meet sun wukong and he's not at all yeah what we think in fact we like don't even really believe that this is him yeah yeah he's this old kind of old looking man with like this really gross like spindly hair and yeah and he's like super clingy yeah he's super uh, kind of excited because presumably he hasn't talked to anyone in like hundreds of years and i really love the actor who's playing sun wukong yeah he does a really great job yeah Yeah, he's really good he kind of has like some Jack Nicholson looks to me. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Oh, Almost yeah. like his Joker or something. Yeah. And when he first pops out, it's actually really creepy because he comes like out of the yeah, shadows, but real. he's smiling and he's like jumping right at him. So, um, but you still get a sense of not being able to trust what he says. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, he eventually tries to convince him to, he tells a little bit of, about the backstory and that like how Buddha banished him here and everything and then there's yeah how would you describe it there's like this stone it's like a a tablet with like an inscription on it but it's like this holy inscription and that's like the seal that's holding him in this cave so he like kind of gets fed up and xuanzang doesn't kind of agree with 
like what he's doing so then he kind of has a turn where he's like starting to threaten him and actually this is kind of like a very fun comedic thing too because he's like yeah. saying like something like have you ever heard of like the 13 gangsters of fire uh flower or fruit mountain which is a really funny thing for me to hear <laughs> and <Yeah>. um <laughs> he uh he's like starting to grab his item so he has like some sugar cane that he's starting to smash so he has three rods but Poor he can't guy. smash them all three <laughs> yeah. so he ends so up he just keeps reducing it. Yeah, yeah smashing one of them and his hands all bloody and shuen zhang's kind of seeing through this so he's like come on bring out something else like i'll smash that too and then he brings out a durian which yeah. is like this <laughs> spiked spiky. fruit yeah <laughs> and he dismisses it right away but shuen zhang's like hey man i brought this out like to hit it he's like i don't have time for that right now like he's totally like playing it off it's really really yeah. funny yeah it's great and then he f he finally kind of uh he's talking about like the life that he misses and how how many years it's been since he's even had a banana yeah and then yeah <laughs> cue the, yeah. cue the banana yeah, cue yeah. The banana and he also kind of says basically if you can help me to tame this the pig demon then yeah K I'll... or kl hog they call him. Yeah, yeah they refer to him as kl hog then they'll you know help him like show that yeah. he's he is a really good person and right. help, help but yeah since him. uh juan zang isn't willing to to free him from his cave that means that they're gonna have to bring the pig demon to him so yeah. uh he describes that it's like so in his past life part of why what he's so upset about is his lost love and he says like essentially if there were to be a beautiful woman that would dance and sing this song in the moonlight it would be irresistible to him <laughs> and maybe inspired by the little like dancing stint in the carriage or whatever but john Sung <laughs> says like do you think i could pretend to be a woman <laughs> and son wukong is looking at him like so strange and then like in a flash miss duan like jumps down mm -hmm. it turns out she had been tracking him and she's like oh it sounded like you you know you needed me and son wukong is flirting with her pretty hard yeah. and they're they're get they're have they're having like so much chemistry in this moment that they almost like pretend to like ignore I like Chuan Sang. Anyways, it's yeah. yeah, and it almost has like this kind of uh, improvisational vibe to this. Yeah, whole, like scene. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because yeah. they're kind of giggling, almost breaking character. Yeah, while like uh, he's trying to teach her to do the dance. Yeah, because like she <laughs> apparently can't dance. She only knows how to fight. So she's he's just kind of <laughs> dancing around, and it's really funny seeing. So Wukong is almost looks like a ghost or something, and he's like yeah. smiling and dancing around. They did like a digital effect to make him look more pale because there's some um and if, if you get the widely released DVD of it um there's like some short vignettes that show some behind the scenes stuff so you kind of see this scene like at from behind the camera view and you see like oh yeah. they added something to this to make him look right. creepier I guess mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah when he's when he's teaching Shuchi how to dance that's the best it's great man yeah it's really good because <laughs> the only dance move she knows is like this hungar like gather your chi <laughs> stance which is yeah. is really cool but um yeah our our main man Chuanzang he's still he still doesn't get it he's still blowing it with yeah. her man. He's just denying it, you yeah. know, you kind of see because like yeah. what happens then after that is she ends up doing her dance under the moonlight and you can see right away how struck he is with her beauty and he yeah. begins to play his instrument. And this again is that song Love of a Lifetime from Chinese Odyssey. 
So she sings the song under the moonlight and then um, Pigsy shows up and what happens is he gets lured towards the the hole to the cave yeah. and you see him like poke his head in and he gets sucked up. Mm-hmm. So that's it's great because really, it, it cuts yeah. from him getting sucked into the hole to some calling petting like this really cute little pig. It's so it's cute. Such a cute. It has really little fangs. He has, he has little tusks. It's super cute. Um, <laughs> and then of course he yeah. Gets, and then she does her like yeah. wrap up and turn it into a and it becomes this little stuffed yeah. little guy. There's a probably name for what these little guys are, but yeah, they look like little charms. And yeah. she actually ends up giving them to him, and she kind of yeah. has another effort to kind of get a kiss, and she says like she wants to marry him. And yeah. he's like, and it's great because Sun Wukong's always in the background. They're like, yeah. uh, could you give us some space, please? And then they'll have a few more moments, and they're like, no, please. And he's like, it's a circular cave. There's yeah, like he's like, dude, what go. the hell? Where can I go? Like, this is the only place. Yeah, like this cave's only so big. Uh. <laughs> and um, so she ends up actually giving him the ring, and she fits it to his hand like a wedding ring. Yeah. And he's trying to pull it off, and he actually takes a rock, and he's like. He's like, look, you don't understand. Like, I don't want to marry you. I'd rather lose my finger yeah. than uh, lose this. But that's uh, pretty rough. Than be married to you. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, it's like, okay, it's one thing for him to have the position he does, but he's not a great communicator. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, so it's like kind of, kind of this final act. She hands him the nursery rhyme book, which she pieced back together. But what she says is her reading isn't very good, so it's kind of all jumbled up, mm-hmm. which becomes yeah. a very important fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is kind of the clev- cleverest thing in the movie, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. So, so this kind of this um, farewell to the Monkey King, he kind of leaves. And um, as he's going out, he sees the moonlight and he sees like a vision of Duan there. And... Um, Monkey uh, Sun Wukong finally says, "Hey man, like, is I've it a full moon? moon?" Yeah. He's like, "I haven't seen this in so long." He's like, "Could you just help me out and like remove the flower so I can check it out?" And he removes and the flower, and yeah. turns out that the flower was the actual seal that was keeping Sun Wukong there. So he starts like maniacally laughing and saying that he tricked him. He ha- yeah, he has like this look of ecstasy once he finally yeah. like oh, is man, able to trick crazy. him yeah you know, and it's really nuts and that's when we get to hear that great uh that great song yeah. from that we heard in the last uh last movies We now know is from the the Dagger Society suite. Yep, the Dagger Very Society cool. suite over over overture, or maybe prelude. Overture, yeah. like, different people translate it differently. But yeah, we'll definitely post a link to that. And it's the it's the song. It's God. It's such a good song. Like it's, <laughs> it is so yeah. good, man. Uh, All Co- the major music cues in this movie are great, mm-hmm. and we I, we put a little effort into tracking it all down. So we'll definitely yeah. add that to the blog post yep. for the and, episode. Uh, and yeah, and Raymond Wong's original score, I think, is really effective. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the you can tell that, that. Uh, you, you can see how uh, computer instruments have progressed since the the, the 90s <laughs> in, in this one. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and, yeah, and we get to see Sun Wukong. You said that it was the same actor that played that kid in earlier that's in the Sun Wukong outfit. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. Um, but, yeah, yeah cool. which I thought was really cool because he's he's short. You notice that he's, he's shorter than 
uh, Sanzong. And I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. He's a monkey. So, like, he would only be <laughs> yeah. so tall, right? So I thought that was really cool. And he has the full, yeah. like, outfit going on, except he's super scary looking. Like, he has these freaking yeah, teeth. Yeah, he's and... terrifying. Ugh. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's like, I think we're kind of, um, we're kind of primed for a certain kind of, I don't know, I guess, like, uh, entrance of the Monkey King with the music and definitely are amped up. But then when you actually see him, it's, you're reminded of the theme of this movie, which is like collecting demons and kind of yeah. um, healing or redeeming them. Yeah. And you're like, this oh, is snap. Like the this pre, team. yeah, pre-healed <laughs> Sun Wukong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is vicious and scary. Yeah. Um, but luckily we have the uh, those demon hunters we yeah. met earlier. Um, they jump jump in on the scene yeah yeah because what right what happens is shuang zhang kind of owns him right away even though he kind of launches him into the air so now they're in this open field like a quarry and um monkey's like finally i'm free but shuang zhang's like dude you just got out of the cave buddha's still here and he looks up to the heavens and he kind of lets out a roar and uh shuang zhang is kind of kneeling down praying because he got well, he he's he's on his knees because he got blasted back by Monkey's roar, and Monkey kind of challenges him, like "Put your hands down, like stop praying," and yeah, he won't. So yeah. what he does is he starts right. ripping at his scalp, and yeah. then uh, he rips Ooh. all his hair out. So you're kind of getting this transformation yeah. from the Xuan saying that we know that uh, will end up being Tengzan from the. From journey, journey to the west. west yeah yeah and that's and that, that's whenever the the demon hunters all show up there's a, a great little bit where they're doing like rock paper scissors to figure out who's gonna get to fight <laughs> the monkey king yeah and then the animal style guy immediately just gets destroyed like the monkey yeah, jumps on him man. and it's like a zombie he's like ripping at yeah, his neck he's eating him yeah Ooh, it's rough yeah. Um, I, yeah all of them get to do like a cool thing before they you know get destroyed right <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, Almighty, Almighty Foot, Foot gets particular. like this gigantic, this gigantic <laughs> foot that shows. Because before we just saw like a like a imprint of the foot, but this time we actually get to see the foot like materialize. Like you see the veins oh, appear first, and yeah. then the full foot. Uh, it's so silly. It's so great. <laughs> and I love, I love, I love little, swings, I love little hairs. I love the little yeah, hairs. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> oh man. And so he it's, swings this like impressive kick, yeah. but um, it's not enough. You know, Sun Wukong is fighting back and then he's trying to slam his giant foot down on Sun Wukong. And this is another vicious move. Yeah. He basically like, like a nail like, yeah. spears like through the bottom of his, of his foot with his body. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. It's one of these things that anybody can just, Imagine, oh my I god, you're gonna how say painful. anyone can do. I no. don't know where my brain <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this pain that you just yeah. can imagine immediately. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, his foot ends up kind of shrinking back to that like teeny tiny size, mm-hmm. but he still has that that injury, which helps, helps like with the gruesomeness, maybe a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> But then he's shoving it in like Prince Important's face, and like it's apparently like a horribly smelly foot, and like he can't can't breathe and we get some some nice more uh some more nice uh back and forth with one of his uh maiden <laughs> maidens yeah. i'm not sure what we'd call them the, the flower throwing ladies i don't know <laughs> yeah. um but yeah and 
Prince Important throws a bunch of like daggers that turn into like this Final Fantasy sword that slams in. Oh yeah, but that's really yeah. cool too. So like his whole style, it's almost like a telekinesis. So he has this yeah. little um, case that holds these tiny wooden swords, and he'll flick them away and use them as like projectiles, and they'll kind of right. change into these pretty uh, fancy like different styles of swords. And so there's this kind of in the air sequence of monkey dodging and deflecting these swords yeah and then he gets slammed down to the ground and um yeah then all the swords form together to this it's very like a voltron like, kind of sword. It, it, I lo- yeah, and i love the really design cool. of that like a combined sword mm-hmm. looks yeah really cool. I, yeah i'm with matthew it looks very final fantasy <laughs> very like yeah, rpg yeah. yeah but i i also like the visual of it traveling so fast that it's generating heat so yeah. um it's gonna strike the Monkey King, Song Wukong, and he actually finally busts out the magic cudgel. So he even does the thing where it pops out of his ear, mm-hmm. and then he's uh, able to make it grow. Yeah, so he's defending with the the cudgel, the staff, and um, it actually gets destroyed, which is surprising to see. Yeah, no, like this kind of I, very iconic weapon. Yeah, and the story is is destroyed mm-hmm. uh, in this sequence. Yeah. But th- the shot after that's even cooler because. Uh, Song Wukong just kind of takes the brunt of the sword on his chest plate and it crumples to his defense, just showing how strong he is. Yeah. So um, and then now he it's this like big roar. Yeah. And he like turns them all into like ash and then it's like just the, destroys yeah. all the, the demon hunters around him. Yep. Judgment Day. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally getting <laughs> oh Terminator gosh, 2 yeah. vibes with that. Then, of course, Duan comes in to try to finish him off and she. And she gets killed. He like slams her head, <sighs> and there's a great little death scene where Duan and Tangzong, or eh, Tang Tangzong's what he turns into, Sanzong, right? <laughs> Sanzong, yeah, yes, um, yeah, yeah. Nice, confusing. Um, they yeah, have a yeah. great he little. Finally, professes yeah. that he does love her, and they kiss as she dies, and he kind of takes yeah. the ring. Um, but that what's well, really powerful because she's like asking him like how how long will you love me? And he's like a thousand years, 10,000 years. And mm. she says, that's too long. It's like, could you just love me now? And no. it's like, Oh man. Yeah. And then she dies. And so her eyes close and he has a flashback to like, Oh, when a girl closes her eyes, yeah. you kiss her. It's like, dang, dang yeah. dude. And this is like tonally very similar to Cinderella to me. Yeah. 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 The whole, climax where it's like you get this kind of tragic romance and actually this one kind of pays off a little better i think Mm -hmm. and it's a little more important for uh for the main character so yeah he gets the ring yeah they share this final kiss and now it's like all of a sudden monkey king like kind of bursts her into like this celestial dust it looks like and he's just in complete sorrow But this is like the trigger for enlightenment, you know, so Monkey King's kind of mocking him. But then all of a sudden you realize, boom, like it's like this, you leveled up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he he now appears almost like Mm -hmm. like the Buddha incarnate or something. And he's actually glowing. Yeah, And uh, and it turns out that the ripped up uh, 300 nursery rhymes book, he looks back down and the letters rearranged say the Buddha Sutra. Yeah, super cool. So now he has the path to it. And it's yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I've never seen anything quite like that. It's and it's all it was all set up 
through the course of the movie, like really organically. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it really pays yeah. off. Very well done. And honestly, so probably like my this... favorite, this next bit is probably my favorite shot in the whole movie. We kind of mentioned it before, but yeah. yeah, the the Buddha statue we saw before kind of stands up, but Monkey King's able to destroy it. And then we see up in the sky a Buddha like in space, and there's this great <laughs> shot of Buddha like floating in outer space at the same size as Earth, if not bigger. And he just yeah. hits his palm into the Monkey King, who turns into like this King Kong thing. And the shot of it just coming towards him. And it just oh, keeps man. going yeah. and going. And you realize like just how insanely massive this hand is. It's like, oh. Yeah, to the point where you're almost seeing like the at the molecular level of yeah. the Because you see like uh, the palm really and you see a line in the palm. And then the line in his palm becomes the entire frame and it keeps going. So good. And of course. Really yeah. well done. And of course, the Monkey King. That's apparently that's the one thing the Monkey King can't handle. So. Right. Uh, oh, and we, we should mention that his like beast mode form is basically like a King Kong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Gorilla. Um, yeah. And it's funny, even though like the CG isn't maybe up to snuff of what we'd see in the West. Like, I mean, the gorilla design and like the movement, it's pretty pretty good I think. yeah i think fine. this is the like yeah the best shot in the film when it comes to the special effects mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and this is yeah this is kind of where it really counts but it's, what i love is the moment that sun wukong is finally defeated and crushed by like the buddhist palm <laughs> yeah like which is normally you would think of it as like a kung fu technique or something yeah then we cut to this kind of like heavenly uh field and it's just the two of them, you know, the like now enlightened shaved head, uh, Swan Zhang and, and Sun Wukong, like not in his animal form, but also not in his kind of decrepit, you know, old man form. Yeah. This is what um, I was saying, how I really like how his hair looks. It's, it's very anime, yeah. but also real at the same yeah. time. And actually I right. kind of think he kind of looks like Goku from Dragon Ball and in, in this little, A little bit, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, and it's cool because it's like we're not uh, privileged to what they actually say to each other, which mm. I think is kind of kind of effective. Mm. I think but it's it beautiful. Do, it, but yeah, it does seem like he's being forgiven in some way. Yeah, because he takes the ring from his finger and then it kind of grows and turns into the 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 famous Monkey King crown, and he he puts it on Sun Wukong's head. The final scene of the film, like the Sifu comes back. And and I think we're in that shack at the top of the mountain. Am I remembering? Well, that? I'm not, not 100%, sure. Yeah, you don't like really that. get a good oh, view gotcha. of it, but it, yeah, it looks like it's this kind of little hut or something. And he he kind of sort of tasks them to what their what their journey, uh, you know, should should be next. And we uh, if we haven't caught on to this point, we now kind of realize like, oh, we've actually assembled finally like. The players of the, yeah, the journey. We to the see West. the human forms of the the three demons that we saw throughout this movie, and they all and they like get their stuff. And next thing we see is them all wearing like their their outfits that we know from Journey to the West. And like it's not act like it's not a pig person, but he's still pigsy and he's all weird and greasy mm-hmm. like before. And he has the rake. <laughs> And yeah. Sun Wukong has the staff and he's even like holding it over his shoulders like we've seen a million times. 
I love how cheesy yeah. this shot is. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, you can tell um, it's totally on a green screen. <laughs> yeah, and they have these front shots of them walking forward, and mm-hmm. they look like it's very, uh, they're very affected. You know, it's not like a natural walk. Yeah. And um, you get yeah, this yeah. awesome musical cue that I was like, yes, oh, man. This is so Man, my my spider sense was tingling. I'm like, this is some from something else. I know it's so funky, so like seventies, like and it's, it's just an, it's an older it's an older like tangy yeah. kind of. And that was, feels very Japanese yeah. to me. So I was able to find yeah. it, and it's from uh, an old show called G-Man Seventy Five, which is like a prime time. Uh, detective show that ran in Japan for about seven or eight years and the one thing that kind of is important to me about it is that that music is by Shinsuke Kikuchi so he is a very well-known composer in Japan and one of the uh, major uh, works that he's done is the music for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z so here we have another like journey to the west tie yeah and yeah, the intro nice. sequence from that show is very similar to this, so I feel like it's a either a parody or there's some kind of connecting thing that maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, it's sure. like they're both. Yeah, kind of it's really cool. So you get that played out, mm-hmm. and you get a really nice shot of him looking off into the sky. Now his name is Tang Sanzang, so it's um, yeah. the 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 character from Journey to the West, and you see him look and right. see like this celestial Duan in the sky yeah. so it's like this farewell and they kind of walk that, out into yeah. the sunset you know brings you into yeah. the credits and then after that we get to hear love of a lifetime again mm-hmm. so yeah super yeah. cool oh, yeah it's a really cool love ending. this yep and it's, also it's worth saying that this movie had a sequel just last year um that was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. actually directed by Choi hark old old favorite furious yeah three. so it was, it was like Stephen was still involved in like the mm-hmm. writing and producing and some of this, some of the other co-writers from this film. Um, but yeah, legendary Choi Hark directed. And I've, I haven't had a chance to see this movie yet. Have I, I own it. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And I think we don't, I mean, we don't have the full returning cast. I, I think I it's a completely different cast from what I've seen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it looks cool. Like it kind of, has that very huge set piece very it looks a lot more cg reliant than this film but um yeah sure. yeah continuing that same journey it's kind of yeah. sad and if you want to track that down that's called a uh, journey to the west uh, demon yes. yeah. strike back it's kind of sad to me that those characters did the actors didn't return because you over the course of this movie you kind of are really into yeah, these guys yeah. playing these characters yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not sure what I, I was reading. I think that uh Wen Jang, the lead actor, I think he had gotten into embroiled in some kind of oh, controversy. He's in something. the mermaid. I know that. Yeah, yeah, so I think it could have been or um actually that's probably more likely is what it is that he kind of uh jump ship to follow yeah. Steven there. But. but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um this is this is the, I oh, guess, awesome. yeah, this would be the most recent movie we've done so far, right? Because Enderon was 2010. Oh, wow, so. yeah. Yeah, very cool. But yeah, no, this was a ton of fun, uh, and it was cool to see, to get, of course, I mean, I've, I've seen a few Stephen Chow movies outside of these, but it was cool to see Stephen Chow, something from, like, really early on in his career and something that's a little more recent mm-hmm. in this exploration of yeah. Journey to the West. And really just getting his taste kind of behind yeah. the behind the camera. Totally. Yeah, really something. For me, I just enjoyed learning about Journey to the West so much. Mm-hmm. Something that's 
always kind of yeah. been in the sidelines of like a lot of the things that I liked. And now I was able to really take a, a very close look at these characters and the history behind it. And I mean, the more that I looked things up, the more I realized there's so much media out there covering these stories. Like, I mean, even just Shaw Brothers films itself, you get stories focusing on the Iron Princess, stories focusing on Red Boy, the kid, like all of these crazy characters, all of these uh, uh, fables, basically. Yeah. Right, lots of stuff. Right. And in other media, well, too. I don't know. It's exciting because it's like, yeah. right, right. I mean, the, the three of us ended up going on our own little like <laughs> journey in this arc. And, yeah. I mean, I think this this is the kind of thing that changes you. I mean, getting the opportunity to really tap into such a culturally significant um, yeah. set of stories. Yeah, it's know? crazy to think that this is, you know, if you're in, if you're Chinese, then this is like, you know, this is like learning about like Shakespeare, or, you know, Sherlock Holmes or something. It's something that's so integral right, to totally. your culture that it's, it's crazy to think that someone outside of your culture would have no idea what it even is. Mm-hmm. yeah it's cool stuff thank you so much for listening to our little podcast here if you like the show then leave a review on whatever you're listening to this on check us out on facebook twitter or instagram we are at heroes the number three podcast on all of them thank you to the kung fu cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there and next week we are diving into halloween things for the month of october and watched a couple Ooh. of spooky movies and I believe this next one was Carlos's idea. So, Carlos, what's our training for next week? Yeah. So, yeah, very excited about Halloween. And there's a lot of cool stuff that we can pick from. Uh, but there's a Shaw Brothers film that I've wanted to talk about for a while. It's called Oily Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so we're veering away from uh, Kung Fu and stuff like that. But this is still a Shaw Brothers joint. Mm-hmm. Leaning more on the monsters, leaning more on the horror. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Totally looking forward to it. Well, <laughs> until next week, we're taking a look at Oily Maniac. I'm Matt. And it's fun to say, right? <laughs> it's so fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Until next week, we're looking at Oily Maniac. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. <laughs>